come and share for a few minutes first up. This year, no surprises when we say that 2020 has been a different kind of year. We don't want to keep going on about it, this pandemic, but it has caused there to be a lot of changes in our world as we know it, even in Australia, even in Port Lincoln, as we know it is today. Now, when Claire took on becoming the church intern, I am sure she didn't think to herself, oh, I can't wait to wash down the walls in church. I can't wait to scrub down the woodwork. I can't wait to learn how to use a paint roller properly because Pastor Rob gave us the lesson of how we had to use a paintbrush right up and down. None of this squiggle, squiggle, squiggle business. No, no, no. Um, I'm sure she didn't realise that she was going to learn how to cut in properly and do painting for weeks on end while the church was not open. Now, none of you might have known that, but the church got completely painted when we weren't here. Pastor Rob didn't let us have a little slack time. No, we got this church ready and we redeemed our time even though we couldn't meet in person. And I just want to, us to know as a church how blessed it is, we are that we have young people that are spirit-filled wanting to serve our church. So Claire, I want to ask you to come and share with us for a few moments on something that's on your heart today. Hello, sorry, yeah, I am Claire, and today I have five minutes to share a little quick mini message with you, so I'm just going to jump straight into it. So I really want to talk about um, the difference between happiness and joy, and like I know from my experience, I've I didn't grow up in a Christian home. I didn't have like Christian faith or any beliefs. So I was like, oh yeah, doing happiness pretty pretty much the same. But today I really want to let you know there actually is a pretty big difference between the two. So firstly, happiness is just an emotion. Surprise. And joy though is actually an attitude of our heart and of the spirit. So joy is a fruit of the spirit and, it, and it's a quality that we get to live out um, in our own lives. We get to produce as a result of having the Holy Spirit with us. So happiness and other um, emotions, they come and go. Like we know one minute we're super happy. We feel like we're on top of the world and next minute we're sad, crying or really angry. Um, these emotions are pretty much always a reflection of our current situation, right? And I'm sure you can think of plenty of examples when you've let your emotions control you. And I'm not saying it's bad to feel sad. It's okay to have emotions, but it's when we don't control them in our lives is when we get into some sticky situations. So, um, yeah, the truth is that joy isn't based on any emotion or any circumstance that's going on. Joy is a gift from God, and He has attributes that allow us to in, um, engrave in our lives so we can actually live out the fruits of the Spirit, and that already makes us so much of a better um, role model and person. So I love, I love that joy is actually a gift, and it says in Galatians 5, verse 22 to 23, but the Holy Spirit produces this kind of fruit in our lives, Love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. I'm sure you noticed that joy is actually in there. So we, as children of God, have the opportunities for these fruits to be in operation in our lives. Um, and it's not just a little bit of skim off the surface, but it's actually in full abundance. Like we have the opportunity to tap into the Holy Spirit, to tap into these fruits to be abundantly changed, you know what I mean? And it doesn't go unnoticed. So we can go down the street and be 
um, joyful or be kind and be loving or have self-control. And people actually notice and they think, I want what she has. What does she have? Well, I have the Holy Spirit and that's why I can have my life like this. That's why I can um, present myself in such a way. And it actually blesses people. It shows you that you care for people when you have self-control, when you have these fruits. You actually love people subconsciously when you do that. So you're probably thinking, Claire, yeah, I have these fruits operating in my life. Like, I'm all good. I don't need to listen to this. But I encourage you, let's use this as a reflection of how much more we can actually implant this in our lives, how much more joy we actually need every single day. And in the book of Job, we, um, I'm not going to read the whole scriptures out today, but I encourage you to go home and read this. Job went through a really rough time in a very small amount of time, um, which I believe really helps us define the difference between happiness and joy. So Job was a man of God. He was so faithful. He trusted and loved God. But in an instant, he lost his his whole livestock, he lost his donkeys and they, they were stolen and all of his servants were killed. Um, his sheep got burnt in a fire, his, those servants were killed as well. Um, he lost his, cow, his camels were stolen, servants were killed as well. All of his children died and then to top it off, he got sores all over his body. So he, he could have easily been like, God, why me? Like, I'm angry, I don't want to like be faithful to you anymore, I'm mad. But his circumstances didn't, be a reflection of how he trusted God. It didn't reflect his faith. It really didn't. And I know if I was in that situation, I would have been like, God, why me? Like, am I not, am I not okay? But in that moment, when he lost everything, he, he still worshipped and he didn't hate. He didn't change his views on God because he had joy. He had this, he had something in his life that was so much stronger than his emotions and that is God. Um, So he didn't become less faithful. He didn't become less loving and that is a challenge that we have to live out every single day. Look what I've got around me. I've got this wrong. I've got this wrong but I don't have to change because my emotions are telling me to do so. So um, yeah, I have no idea how I would have reacted but definitely not the way he did with no hatred or no anger and I'm I'm pretty sure that would have been an awful situation that he was in, but he still loved. So for us, we actually have the opportunity to understand how we feel, to understand our emotions, our situations, our circumstances, and it's easy to get lost in our feelings. One minute we're super high on top of the world, next minute we're super low, and that's okay because we are human and we're going to experience that, but it's when we let that control us, that's when there's an issue, when we're like, okay, yeah, I just found a $5 note on the ground, I'm so happy oh no, it fell into a puddle, it's gone, like, oh, so depressed, like sad. But that's okay because, because we don't have to let that control us. That could be such a minor thing. If we're going to let that control us, what are we doing? Like, what are we doing? Um, so we've all, so I, I was researching a little bit and I found this little quote and it says, happiness is not present in the hardships and in difficult times. It's not present when we're struggling or walking through something, but joy never leaves us. Joy is always with us. So the Holy Spirit is our source of joy and the Holy Spirit walks alongside us every single day. Therefore, we have so many opportunities to pull into that Holy Spirit and say, I need joy right now. I need kindness. I need need this in my life because I don't want to just feel sad or just feel happy for a small amount of time. And I just, I just love that, that joy doesn't have to leave. It doesn't have to leave us. It can always be with us. And um, 
Nehemiah 8 verse 10 says this, the joy of the Lord is your strength. So joy is actually a tool. It's a strong piece of equipment that we every single day have the opportunity to use. We can freely use that or we can say, no, thank you. Don't really feel too joyful today. But no, we, we should. Let's put on like our joyfulness. Let's put on these fruits of the Spirit because that's who we're called to be, right? So last of all, I just want to leave you with this little question. And it's, are you choosing to live your life with joy or are you just settling for your emotions because it can get really hard it can get really hard but I just encourage you let's be active and put this joy on in our lives so yeah I'll pass over to Pastor Pauline how blessed are we so we know Claire has just finished doing her diploma in leadership um, and that was through Alpha Crucis, which we're going to hear about more today, and Youth Alive. So she's our first one who, besides doing an internship, doing her study, has completed her diploma in leadership and has done a full day of Youth Alive training every week. And she's just finished all her assignments. She's passed. We've got a certificate to prove it. Josh, Pastor Josh and Pastor Rob, would you come? I said, I was being a little bit funny before with all the practical things that Claire has done while she was at church, but Claire is very pastoral. She's got a gift of mercy on her life. We are so pleased that you're bringing that gift to the table. Um, I know that I was going, oh, I don't really want to lose Claire, even if, you know, she's been the church office this year. What's next year going to look like? And I'm, and a prayer in my heart has been, oh, God, can you please open up a door for her to work here? Because we don't want to lose her, you know. Um, and I want to see her grow and develop in your ministry calling that God has put on your life. And she went for a job interview last week. She's got a job. She even said to them, can I please negotiate with you to have Wednesdays off so she can keep coming into the office? Um, we are blessed. We are blessed with spirit-filled young people who are wanting to serve God. So, Pastor Josh, will you pray for... We just want to give you a couple of little goodies to say thank you for all the effort and work you've done. And, um, and I'm going to ask Pastor Josh to pray. All right, church, why don't you raise, uh, reach your hands out and we'll pray together. So, God, right now, we just thank you for the uh, investment uh, Claire has put into our church this year. We thank you for the phone calls that she's made, the trips to the supermarket she's made, the painting that she's done, and God, those things are just a, uh, a reflection of the person that she is, and God, uh, if she's faithful with painting, God, she's going to be faithful with greater things, and we just believe, even as it says in Colossians 3, 1, that set your sights on the realities of heaven, and we just right now pray for Claire that she doesn't get consumed by the things of the earth, and it's important what we eat, where we work, what clothes we wear, what house we live in, and God, we pray that you provide those things for her life, but God, more importantly, uh, eternity is what matters, and so God, we just believe that you're going to help her when it comes to discipling people, when it comes to discipling youth, God, you're going to help her help them set their sights on the realities of heaven, help them go, you know what, I'm living for greater than what I'm going to eat tomorrow, but we just believe, Jesus, that you're going to uh, give her the right words to say, the, the right attitude to carry, and we believe that um, she's going to be able to grow in her influence, grow in her uh, her weight of what she can carry, that she's able to see uh, many people uh, walk strongly in you because uh, she was available in service in that. And so we just thank you, God, that there's going to be more fruitful ministry coming up. Amen. Amen. Thank you. How good is that? It's nice to. Claire's been amazing. I've loved having her around. I just want to say welcome to visitors that we have 
in church today. We're glad that you're here. Um, all our regular visitors, welcome. My name's Pauline. I'm one of the pastors here. I wanted to thank Pastor Rob for the opportunity to share today his word. We are blessed that we can worship in freedom and liberty. Um, Pastor Rob was saying at the pre-service prayer meeting, now this is not secret, pre-service prayer meeting, we have one at 8 o'clock here every Sunday morning before we get into doing everything and anybody is welcome. And you might think, I'm not on anything. Well, come and see me. I can help you be on something. Um, but come and pray. Even if you just want to pray through the church because you know what? We want to believe that people are going to come into this place, that they're going to have an encounter with Jesus. I want to believe that we are going to be the people that go out and people will encounter Jesus because we're prepared to say something. I, I can tell you, we can have our light shining, but if we say nothing, they'll just go, they're nice people. We just don't want to be nice people. We want to have a reason to share our hope with people. So that is what we want to do. That's what we, who we are. Now, my message today, thank you so much, Claire, for sharing about joy and happiness. I don't know if anyone was here a couple of weeks ago, but Pastor Beth preached an incredible message on joy. And if you didn't hear it, listen to our podcast. They are good. Like, church is good. I love being in church. And even though I hear it twice, I still like to hear the podcast. And um, I'm going to talk a little couple more things that Pastor Beth said later on because it just ties into what we're saying this morning. But this morning, my message is more of a prophetic declaration. And the message title is, when my trusty little person is there to um, put it on. If I hold my tongue right, will it come on? Oh, there it is. The title of my message today is called Joy That Brings the Victory. And I just need to say a disclaimer right up front that by no means... Am I personally coming to you as an expert on the subject, but as someone who is still on the journey? By nature, I have more of a can-do type of personality. Please don't say no to me unless you have really good reason. Just don't say no because it's just what your, your first word that comes into your head. Because like my children, I'd probably ask why. Um, so, so because I have more of a can-do personality it doesn't stop me from having my joy robbed. But today, we are going to see that joy is not based on our feelings. Thank you, Claire, for already sharing. But it is a lifestyle, and it is a lifestyle that I want to be known for. So being a prophetic declaration, we are going to call those things that are not as though they are. That's what being prophetic is. And I love what the... I think I've got it on now. I love what the Apostle Paul said in Romans 4.17. And it says, As it is written, I have made you a father of many nations. Now, when the Apostle Paul... Um, Paul was writing this, he was actually thinking back, he was talking about faith and he was thinking back to Abraham. Now, if we know the story of Abraham, Abraham was told that you are going to be the father of many nations, but this was told to him 
many, 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 many years after he was well past the point of being able to have children. So, and his wife was many, 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 many years past the point of being able to have children as well. So here he is saying, God's saying through faith that Abraham, you're going to be the father of many nations. And he doesn't even have one kid yet. But he believed, like he believed. This is where our whole message has got to come in. We've got to believe in faith that if God says he can do something, he can do it. So it says, in the presence of him whom he believed, which was God, he gives life to the dead and calls those things which do not exist as though they do. Now, I don't know about you, but that gives me hope today because Abraham believed that God could do it and he did. And when we have that kind of faith in our life, God wants to do the same. So this morning I'm saying God wants to call out victory in your life even if you feel like it's dead and dying and you've got nothing to be victorious about. If you've got no joy in there, he's going, well, you know what? Good thing I'm the God of miracles because I want to call those things out that you think are dead and dying and call them out to be because there's victory through us having joy. Now, as an act of um, something, um, you know when you do a symbolic action, I want everyone to smile. Right now, smile at me. Because when you smile at me, I feel like, oh, good, they're into it, they're liking it. So it's really good for us just to do an action, which is smiling today, to, you know, start sowing those seeds that there's going to be joy in our life. So can you keep smiling at me? It's good. Now, joy. It's a great topic to speak on this time of year, isn't it? Um, All around us, I see Christmas decorations with joy. Now, actually, this morning... We, I actually love the Christmas decorations that say love, joy, peace, patience, kindness. There's not a lot of self-control on my Christmas tree. But I love seeing them. I love seeing that because for me, God says, like, it's a fruit of the Spirit. Now, fruits are delicious. We only need one lemon in our orchard because if you have a lot, a lot of lemons, there's only so much lemonade you can make. But so we need lots and lots of delicious fruit. But for some reason, joy was hanging on the ground today. I don't know why. I think it was a reminder for me. I had to pick up that joy. I popped it back on our Christmas tree. And it was a really lovely ornament too. It wasn't broken because it was made out of metal. But for me, it was symbolic that I did that this morning. I'm speaking about joy and we better make sure we pick it up. Put it where it needs to be, in our lives. So, joy. Um, so we see lots of Christmas things with joy. Joy in Christmas songs, joy on decorations, joy on gift bags. Joy, 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 joy. So then you got some people, when we're thinking about Christmas, they absolutely love Christmas. Have you got those people that want to put their Christmas tree up in October? Um, they're the ones who are going around singing, it's the most wonderful time of the year. Da, 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 da. They're watching all the Hallmark Christmas movies. I've already watched them all. Um, th- yeah, they've watched all the Hallmark Christmas movies. They've done the Christmas cooking. You name it, they are into it. Then you have the other people who are like, do I really have to buy presents? It doesn't matter what I buy. No one's ever happy with it. The kids are never happy with it. This just costs so much money. It's so over-commercialised. It's just money, 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 money. Um, 
oh, and then I have to see the mother-in-law and pretend I'm nice to her, and then there's the other family members that I can only tolerate for an hour or so. There's those people. Then there's, an, there's another group of people. And this may be a category that you find yourself in new this year. And that is the category where you normally love Christmas, or Christmas isn't that bad, but you've lost a family member this year. And so really, you're not looking forward to that emptiness that it looks like in a natural sense because you've lost someone this Christmas. Or you've had a family member who's moved away and this is the first Christmas that they're not coming home. And I actually find myself in that category this year. We had a daughter who joined the army and when the borders closed, they were told they're not allowed to come home for Christmas. That's not very fair. But you know what? My joy cannot be based on a decision that the Defence Force think they can tell my daughter because we're going to learn today what the Holy Spirit's done in my life. And it's continual. I'm not an expert. It's just a continual thing that he's got to show me and work on every day. So whatever group you associate with this morning, joy that brings a victory is what we need. A few weeks ago, an, an incident happened in my house. It was one morning and... I remember I had a conversation with one of my children and I remember being really hurt by the situation. I was misunderstood. I felt like I'd been taken for granted. And you know, all the usual stuff that just comes in families. I'm not special because it happens in your family as well. But it was one of those times where if I wasn't careful... I was kind of letting some of those crazy thoughts take root. Crazy thoughts like, why do I even bother? Do you, they know all that I do for them? Um, this isn't good enough. I'm not going to put up with it anymore. I just want to run away. I know none of you do, but I've had enough. This is all first thing in the morning before I even start work. And I remember I'm driving to work and I actually... You know when you have one of those moments where you actually know exactly where you are? And as I'm driving to work, and the Holy Spirit just reminded me that he was with me. And he was nudging me to talk to him. I, he was saying, come on, Pauline, talk to me about all that's going on. And why is it that we feel like we have to talk to everybody else? Don't you think I wanted to get on the phone to my mum that morning? I know that sounds pathetic, but I just want to whinge to somebody. Go, these kids are... But the Holy Spirit's nudging me, saying, talk to me. It's so easy for us to sing songs in church like, Jesus, you are my best friend, and you will always be, and nothing will ever change that. But then when the rubber hits the road, he's not the best friend we turn to. We want to turn to someone else. So I, I just remember that nudge in the car... And I started to talk to him like he was right there beside me in the car. I could feel my eyes were welling up with tears as I handled all of my cares over to the one that can carry my burdens. I felt him whisper to me, can you find your delight in me and not your children? And I was like, that was a very impacting moment for me and it was actually where this message was birthed from. 
and it was joy that brings the victory. The joy I felt in his presence that morning in my car is what we were created for. It tells us in Psalm... I'm having trouble with this thing today, Amy. The next one. It says in Psalm 1611, You will show me the way of life, granting me the joy of your presence and the pleasures of living with you forever. Being in his presence is where we find the joy. When the Holy Spirit said, Can you find your delight in me and not in your children? I actually felt grateful that he could speak correction into my life. And you know it comes from the Holy Spirit because it lines up with his word. Psalm 147.11 says, The Lord delights in those who fear him. And that's what I want to do. I want to honour him. I want to come to him first. Those who put their hope in his unfailing love. Then he says in the next one, in Psalm 37, 4, Take delight in the Lord and he will give you your heart's desires. When we find delight in our creator, when we have that time with him, communing with him, all things come into right alignment. It's actually not that hard a work. That word commune is actually not a word that we use in our everyday language but it means to share one's intimate thoughts or feelings with someone, especially on a spiritual level. It's what he wants us to do. It's what we were created to do. As I said the other, just before, Pastor Beth preached a message about joy. It's not based on our feelings. And she just said one thing when she went to Bible college, that there was, the enemy tries to throw lies at us. He tries to speak things that aren't truth. And how you just have to laugh at them. And sometimes we have to do that. We have to go, you wanted to use one of my kids today? (laughs) It's going to take more than that. But we actually have to be deliberate and go, I'm not falling for that trap today. Because we do. He's got no new tricks, but we seem to fall for them. So I'm just saying, this might be the time that you hear it, that you go, I've got to get that joy that brings the victory in my life because he wants to unlock so much in our lives when we use um, when we want we use the joy that he's given us the presence there is joy there's fullness of joy in his presence but we've got to stop and have the time and he just has he just wants to remind us so I just want to be open to those reminders continually you know because we are in the Christmas season and I've been thinking about this word joy That song, Joy to the World, came to mind. Do you want to put the words up? Um, As I was pondering on the words of this song, I was reminded how powerful these words are. And the words in this song, the invitation is still there for us. Now, we we think about it, we're in the year 2020. So it's 2,000 years have passed since Jesus came, born as a baby. And so in my head, sometimes I think, oh, um, the words in this song are as powerful today as they were 2,000 years ago. But then, so I'm looking at the words, joy to the world, the Lord is come. 
Let earth receive her king. That's what the same invitation is to us. We've got to receive him into our heart. It says, let every heart prepare him room. You know what? When you're having a baby coming into your world, well, I know we did in our our family, we cleaned out the spare room, we got rid of some of the junk that we didn't need, we put in a cot and a change table and bought some baby clothes and baby wash and all the things that you might need for a baby, new pusher. Um, We had to prepare room for him. And then it said, um, let and heaven and nature sing and heaven and nature sing and we sing these lovely words like fa la 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 and enjoy to the world the saviour reigns we know he reigns we've got to keep him there let men their songs employ then it goes while fields and floods rock hills and plains repeat the sounding joy and I'm kind of going they're nice songs to sing aren't they but do we actually know what we're singing I'm just asking the question because Sometimes if I don't know what I'm singing, I Google it and I find out, um, what does joy to the world actually mean? That's what I did. I did that. Then I found out that joy to the world was actually written in 1719. So it was written 201 years ago. doesn't seem that old, does it? But do we actually know anyone who's 201 years old that's still alive? So it's quite old, really. I mean, even if it was written 100 years ago, it's probably a little bit old. So... But the man who wrote this song was a man named Isaac Watts and it was actually a poetic reformation of Psalm 98. So we've seen the words um, of joy to the world. Now we're going to um, look at Psalm 98 and we're going to see why he wrote what he wrote because this was all new to me so that's why I'm sharing it with you too because I think sometimes during this season when everything gets so busy and we can sing songs because we've done it for years and years and years, when we stop and think, because I've read this psalm through a few times and I want you to think about the same as we read it out, is what was David thinking about when he wrote these words? Because he actually talks a lot about nature and creation he talks about what happens in the rivers and he talks about what happens in the seas so he was obviously well versed in seeing what goes on so as we're reading it I want us to put on the eyes of David if we can and look at it through his lens of what was he looking at because he's written this song for joy to the world so it says sing a new song to the Lord so 201 years ago a new song was written called joy to the world For he has done wonderful deeds. His right hand has won a mighty victory. His holy arm has shown his saving power. The Lord has announced his victory and has revealed his righteousness to every nation. He's already speaking about what's coming. So this is why it's a prophetic declaration from Psalm about Jesus coming. He has remembered his promise to love and be faithful to Israel. The ends of the earth have seen his glory. Shout to the Lord, all the earth. Break out in praise and sing for joy. Sing your praise to the Lord with the harp, with the harp and melodious songs. Now, if you want to join the music team and you can do the melodious song bit, you are welcome. That, that's a prerequisite of joining our music team with trumpets and the sound of the ram's horn. Make a joyful symphony before the Lord, the King. Now, this is where we've got to have David's eyes on. 
Let the sea and everything in it shout his praise. Let the earth and all living things join in. Let the rivers clap their hands in glee. Let the hills sing out their songs of joy before the Lord, for he is coming to judge the earth. He will judge the world with justice and the nations with fairness. So you know when we sing that, that verse, you know, he rules the world with truth and grace. You know, it's all in there. So David, David has seen the seas doing their thing. And he goes, they're praising Jesus. He's seen the rivers doing their thing. He's seen the fields doing their thing. And you know what? He's seeing God's glory in everything. So when the fourth, the fourth verse of Joy to the World says, he rules the world with truth and grace, you know, it's like the rest of the song Joy to the world is the understanding that the light of Jesus is coming. And if we look at John 1, verse 14, it says, So the world became human and made his home among us. He was full of unfailing love and faithfulness. The musicians can come if they like. This verse tells us the word of God became flesh and that is why we as Christians celebrate Christmas. The Son of God came full of grace and truth. And you've got to understand that the same invitation is being given to each one of us, not in just the Christmas season, but all the time, that we need to say, we're preparing for the King is coming. We're going to make room for Him. 